Right, everyone, today is September 12th, 2020. This is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for you, good Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week, we are catching up. There's no real event going on, so we're going to catch up with some of the events or things that we skipped last week. And that's primarily Igami. We left out the dude. Um, we're going to talk all about his rank up cards and duel skills. Um, ranked duels updates. Talk about esports. Doug Duel is coming in hot, angry about the KC Cup, but he's telling us about his Predator Plant Machine deck. It's a pretty cool deck. See where it goes in the KC Cup. Yeah, so that's it for this week. This is a very. Uh, we're kind of in this phase where we're waiting for XZs, but then there's this Kaiba Cup that's kind of meaningless that's going on. I don't really know how to describe this time. It's a weird time. So as for myself, I thought I was going to hit Kingdom Games soon. But then, um... I don't remember what I was playing. Then... Things have been a bit of a blur. Um... Well, I was playing Karakuri at some point in the week. But that deck has only made me tank my rank and stuff like that. And then the KC Cup came and I didn't really get anywhere with that deck either. In the KC Cup, I also I got into Fortune Ladies next, I believe. And I believe Fortune Ladies got me to DLV 15. That's something that Car Curry didn't even get me to. And I think I stalled with the Fortune Ladies, and now I'm trying to play Synchro Toolbox. I don't know. I'm in a weird place right now in Duel Links. I am playing every day, though. Um, I was grinding that King of Games... Pretty good, but I think the KC Cup got in the way again. Even though I could I could totally skip the first round of the KC Cup, I could, you know, go back to ranked right now and not care about the KC Cup, but trying to get those gem rewards and things. And despite the rumors, they say uh, we are short 100 gems this time. Uh, it's better to get them than none. As for myself, I have... I've been kind of missing in action in terms of uh, social media. And I'm just tired. I think that's all it is. Um, my work schedule is kind of weird. Um, there are certain days where I'm, I have to wake up early. And then it kind of changes depending on the day. So it's not the same every week. So my regular life schedule has been thrown off course. And as such... I forgot to check social media, or I don't really check it anymore. And I know, I know, having social media engagement is very important. That's how you talk to people, you grow your audience, all that stuff. But I am my clock is just off right now. I don't, I don't know, something's off. But um, well, we're also in this weird phase where we're waiting for XDs, so. You know, there's nothing to talk about until that happens. So, see where we go. This week in esports. Let's see. Billings Meta Weekly 141. First place, Wower, Show of Nightmares, Witchcrafters. This is uh, the build of. This is similar to a build that I hit King of Games with. Uh, it's kind of like the. Low light sworn version. It doesn't have solar recharge. It doesn't have Raiden. It doesn't have um, Lumina, but it does have 
Lila and Minerva. Those are the only two pieces with the two Charge of the Light Brigades. A very um, standard core of the Witchcrafter monsters. This is something... These were the same ones that I ran. The two Madame Vera, one Edel, three Shmeta, two Genie, and three Pitori. And the composition of the spells is the same. Two Collaboration, one Holiday, three Unveiling, and one Patronus, and one Masterpiece. It kind of focuses on the backward destructions. There's two Night Beams and two Galaxy Cyclones. This deck is very uh, familiar to me. This is the deck that I would run if I... um, serious about playing the KC Cup in ranked. Maybe I should maybe I should turn back to this deck. I don't know, I just wanted to try something different after three straight months with King of Games, but maybe. Maybe I need to play this deck again. Second place, Zen Wow, restart Karakuri. Karakuri are the deck that um made it out of the last mini box besides being the Karma Cut box. Uh, Karakuri have established themselves. This is a 21 card deck. Um, and Karakuri, I've noticed in these tournaments, is changing nonstop. It's a, it's a deck that's evolving constantly. So, this deck has no Karakuri Soldier. I forgot the name of the Karakuri Soldier. But, Nisapachi or something, the 1400-200 guy. But this one's Hypa, which is the 2100. Uh, no other level 4 monster. Got two Kunamzan, one Hypa, three Nanishi, and three Inasashis. No Anatomy. It does run three Cash Caches. I've seen three Cash Caches in lieu of the Anatomy. Uh, Gamma Oil. Uh, two Hatrunate and two Cosmic Cyclones seems to be pretty core. Two Cash In is very standard. Some run one. And some... Most decks run offerings to the Doomed as well. Top 4, Revolver, Restart, Karakuri, another 21 card deck. This one has 3 copies of Kanamzan, so you know this is harder to play than most if you don't have the 3 copies. It does run Herald of the Abyss, 2 Forbidden Lance, Karma Cut. You know, same combination of those cards from before. Again, 1 Hypa, no um, Nisapachis. Top 4, Zalika, 18, Sorcery Conduit, Invoked, Element Saber. It's pretty much the same deck we've seen all this year, maybe even before that. Um, just, you know, the back row changes every so often, but, you know, same old deck we've seen. Duelings Pro Series number 2. First place, Seijuro, Restart, Karakuri. This is a unique look for the Karakuri. We saw Hypa show up and Nisapachi drop out. This one has no level 4 monsters, so it's just 3 Kunamzan, 2 Nanishi, and 3 Inasachi. So it's kind of low on monsters, if you think about it. But um, It also runs Karakuri Cash Shed, which is a counter trap. Um, negate the activation of a spell or trap if your opponent has a face-up defense monster. If you have a face-up Karakuri defense monster. Karakuris have all these situational... Uh, back row cards, like Karakuri Clock, for example. This is Cash Shed. Um, it's a counter trap, so it can't get countered. So that's pretty nice. Um, two Bad Aims. That's something new here. Three Forbidden Lance. It's an interesting deck list. Gold Dust. 
Second place, JP, JJP1124, Alternative Evolution, Blue Eyes. I'm just say, Blue Eyes have made, made a resurgence, I've noticed, in the Kaiba Cup. Uh, typical fat deck, though, 24 cards, a lot of back row. A lot of cards that discard to the graveyard, like Ballista Squad, Raigeki Break, and Karma Cut. And third place, Charlie, Peak Performance, Black Wings, Control Build. Uh, not much to say about it. The side deck is full of different tools. And that is it. Battle phase 98. First place, ter- Terrific K. Switcheroo invoked Neos, top dog of the meta right here, I would say. Uh, not much to note about it. I'll just talk about the deck. Three Alistair, three Keeper of Magic, three Volcanic Shells, one Neos, two Cosmic. 2 Invocation, 2 Neos Fusion, 2 Phoenix Chain, 2 Karma Cuts, 3 Ultimate Providence. With this type of deck, you always expect Ultimate Providence due to the balanced uh, build of the deck. Second place, Kompaku, Level Augmentation, Super Heavy Samurai. Haven't seen this deck in a while in these tournaments, but it's a bit of a different look running Level Aug. Usually it's like a Grit or a Life Point boost skill when you see it in the ladder. It also has Fire Formation Gaku. Two copies of that card and one Axel Fool. So there's just a lot of uh, shutdown here and power up for that one turn kill. Yeah, Axel Fools and Fire Formation Gaku. We should have seen these earlier, but Super Heavies were always a deck that just ran all monsters. Up four Drizzles, Cyber Style, Cyber Dragon. This deck refuses to go away completely. This deck. Uh, just because we haven't seen it in a while, I'll talk about it. One Cyber Dragon, three Cyber Dragon Veer, three Cores, three Cosmic Cyclone, one Fusion Gate, three Cyber Load Fusion, one Cybernetic Fusion Support, one Double Cyclone, two Offerings to the Doomed, and two Cybernetic Overflow. And top four, uh, in Japanese, this translates to Goes, Mythic Depths, Sea Stealth Attack, Crystrons. The notable addition about this deck is it runs three copies of Psychic Wielder, which helps you get into some level 6 synchro plays, which are my favorite. So this deck runs some Bryonic, Coral Dragon, and Powered Insectron. From the esports, uh, we have uh, some shakeups in the meta. Quite a bit of shakeups this week. The tier list update. First, top tier invoked Neos and Witchcrafters. Those have not changed. The other tiers have some movement, though. Element Sabers have gone back up to Tier 2, along with Black Wings and Shirinui. Tier 3, we see the demotion of Blue Eyes. The rise of Karakuri, right immediately into Tier 3 instead of a high potential. And Dark Magician and Masked Heroes. I'm not sure Masked Heroes really belongs here. I don't really see it a ton, frankly. And high potential triamids have been put on and Valkyries have been put on. I don't think I don't know about Valkyries, I haven't seen it placed. Triamids we see it on the ladder quite a bit. But it's not unbeatable like it was. I think the Sphinx can be beaten decently. And Gookies have been moved off the tier list. Um there's some debate about Gookies being on the tier list to begin with. A lot of people were up in arms about that. And now they're finally off, so everyone can you know, calm down about that. Alright, so we're going to have Doug Dimmon do a move up in the podcast in a little bit. But I guess I'll talk a few minutes 
even if a minute about the Kaiba Cup. Um, I don't get the point of this Kaiba Cup. Like, they're doing the Kaiba Cup for the new season since the uh, tournament just wrapped up. So this would count towards that. This is kind of like the next, the 2021 uh, Worlds. And they're going to have this Kaiba Cup with four other ones this year. All of the ones from last year. Probably the tournament um, ACGT winner and all that. All these people are going to be in one. So in a way, these Kaiba Cups for the upcoming year are a bit lesser value, if that makes any sense, because there's more participants in it. So your chances of making it in the tournament are less. But in any case, um, it's really hard right now um, playing all the decks I use. I probably have to get to Witchcrafters if I want to get through this Kaiba Cup as fast as I could. Even though I could skip it, I could skip stage one. Since I hit King of Games, I will you know keep playing to get those gems. But you know, like I planned on playing last night, but then I just played against so many Dark Magician decks. It's just like, come on now! Like at this point, I just want this deck to go away, and I want XZs. I want I want to see something different, but. Same old sauce, same old sauce, same old sauce. So, I am a bit frustrated too with the Kaiba Cup, uh, but I don't really have, like, I didn't hit DLV Max yet, so I don't really have a, a place to talk about it. Um, Like, I don't, like, it's just, it's just a combination of disappointment and interest that, you know, there's nothing much to say. Like, we're facing the same old decks over and over again. In a, in a way, this is the perfect time to take a break. Uh, but the Kaiba Cup gives gems, so kind of stuck here. But anyways, Doug Dimidul is feels the same way. He's running. He's coming in hot. He's got Preda Plant Machines. This is the deck he's using from from the Kaiba Cup. I'm assuming. I'm not sure if he's having success with it, uh, but it seems like he's frustrated. So maybe this deck will show up in the future. But. Here is Doug's Casual Deck of the Week with Preda Plant Machines. Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. This week I got a quick deck because, I mean, I'm going through KC Cup fatigue right now, not having too great of a time, so uh, we'll, we'll just go through this deck real quick here. Uh, we're going to start with uh, just the extra deck in this one. We got that Preda uh, Plant uh, Chimera Flesia. This is the uh, plant fusion monster that requires one Preda Plant monster and one Dark monster. So really the whole point of this deck is to... Uh, really just utilize the Desperado Barrel Dragon and all of those Dark Machine types, but we're having the twist with Predaplants. So we got that uh, little Predaplant Lizard guy. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but he's that level 2 plant monster with 600 attack that, um, you know, where you could fusion summon one Dark Monster 
uh, Dark Fusion monster from your extra deck using this card and monsters from your hand field and or monsters with Predaplant uh, or Predator counters on your opponent's monsters, which there's not going to be any counters in this deck. So really, every other monster in this deck is a dark monster. So if you open or you end up drawing into your uh, Predaplant little guy there, uh, you're going into your uh, extra deck Predaplant play very quickly. Uh, but other than that, everything else is Dark Machines. We have our three Desperado Barrel Dragons, where if a Dark Machine monster is destroyed, you can then special summon it from your hand, and you can flip the coins, and you can start popping your opponent's monsters. Uh, still a pretty good card. Uh, I also run two copies of Jinzo, because it's a Dark Machine monster. I don't really run much back row in this deck, so no harm lost with having a Jinzo on the field to negate any traps. With that being said, I'll run my one copy of Jinzo Jector, which, uh, you know, the name's card. Uh, the card's name becomes Jinzo while on the field or in the graveyard. Where you contribute this card at one Jinzo monster from your deck to your hand, then reveal all set cards your opponent's uh, controls at the spell and trap zones. If there's any trap cards among them, you can special summon Jinzo monsters from your hand, up to the number of trap cards that are revealed. So, uh, you know, again, just really good to have. Uh, then you want to draw, you want to have your one copy of Twin Barrel Dragon. It's the UR from the card trader. You flip two coins, and if they're both heads, you can destroy a card. But it's really just a searcher, uh, or when, when your Desperado dra uh, Barrel Dragon gets destroyed, you can search out your Twin Barrel Dragon. Pretty cool stuff. Black Salvo is the other card that I'll run three copies of. You could target a uh, one level four dark machine monster in your graveyard, special summon that target, but negate its effects. Basically, every dark uh, machine monster that we have, aside from Jinzo and Desperado Barrel Dragon, is a level four. So we just got a level seven synchro toolbox made up of Samurai Destroyer, uh, Super Heavy Samurai Stealth Ninja, because I don't have a lot of back rows, so odds are you could attack directly because you're not going to have anything sitting in your graveyard, and then to blow up the field, just your Black Rose Dragon. So um, other than that, you're going to have your BM4 Blast Spider. You remember this guy with the 2200 defense. You can target one Dark Machine monster you control and one face-up card your opponent controls, destroy them, uh, you know, and then the whole effect where you can burn for damage too. And then my two copies of Gen X Ally Crusher. Uh, again, just another generic level 4 Dark Machine monster. They got some destruction effects. So if you have them floating around on the field and you normal summon another uh, you know, Dark Machine monster, you're going to be able to pop one of your opponent's cards. So I kind of like this card. It's a little underrated. I don't see it in too many decks, but I think it's just a nice touch. And then just to round things out, one copy of Hate Runeade, one copy of Treacherous Trap Hole, and that's the back row. So um, other than that, I mean, this can be a pretty fun deck to play. It can be a pretty annoying deck to play against. Um, but in the KC Cup, this thing just gets obliterated because everybody's running um, every kind of counter and every kind of just perfect hand imaginable. Uh, it's, it's very infuriating, but it's kind of what you expect at this stage of, um, you know, the competitive play. So uh, with that being said, I'm a little, you know, little salty from uh, a few recent duels, especially those rank-up duels. You always tend to get screwed on those. Uh, even with the restart skill, you brick like a son of a gun when uh, if you're trying to go win two or three in a row to go get that uh, rank-up uh, eligible match, you have no problem just drawing into at least a portion of your combos. But, um, boy, I got to tell you, I mean, I think it's a conspiracy, but those, uh, those rank-up duels... Man, if there's ever time for a brick, it's always going to be on the rank-up duels. And I mean double brick. So, anyway, that's that's my little rant. And uh, I know some of y'all are like, all right, Doug, just get good. I know, I know. I'll work on it. 
uh, I'll, I'll get on that. Uh, but anyway, that's it for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks, Doug. Check out Doug's Casual Deck of the Week every week on this podcast. He has a Twitter account at Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. Let's finally get to Aigami. We left this guy out for a bit. I haven't really seen him. Well, I have seen Aigami in ranked duels, but probably level augmentation and level reduction are pretty uh, good skills for like Shiranui decks and stuff like that, so it's probably where I've seen him, but uh, let's talk about his rank of cards. So the starter deck comes with a copy of Endora, Doomvolt, the Cubic Emperor. So we we basically get three of these um, as a result. So we get two of these in the rank up too. So we get all three copies. Uh, level four fairy, light fairy, zero, zero. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by sending three cubics you control to the graveyard. Happy special summoned other ways. If summoned this way, this card gains 2400 attack. If this card is special summoned from the hand, inflict 800 damage to your opponent. If this card in your possession is sent to the graveyard by your opponent's card, by battle or card effect, you can target up to three cubic monsters in your graveyard, special summon them, and then you can add a cubic card from your deck or graveyard to your hand. You're going to see something with the cubic monsters. They have... um. Kind of like a resurrection or reincarnation thing into different cubic monsters. So basically, this is a high cost of three, three monsters on your board to special summon. That's kind of like the Destiny Hero Plasma play. So it is a special summon, though. So you, if you get those three monsters on, you can immediately ramp this onto the board. 2,400 attack. It's not too much at all. You get to inflict 800 burn, though. Um... That is something we're going to see with this deck. It's a, it's kind of a, they, have, they have this burn strategy going. But once this card is destroyed on its own, you could get three more monsters back onto the board. So it doesn't, it's like the cost you put onto it is immediately recouped. And then you could tutor a cubic card back. And then you could do another uh, play with the cubics. So overall, this is not a. Not a uh, competitive strategy, but it is a strategy nonetheless. This card has less attack than Buster Gundle, so that's going to be more of the beater, but this has that burn strategy that a lot of these cards have, so that may be more fitting. Next card is Gara Guile the Cubic King. We get three of these, level 2 Wind Fairy 00. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must first be special summoned from your hand by sending one cubic monster you control to the graveyard. If summoned this way, this card gains 800 attack. If this card is special summoned from the hand, inflict 800 damage to your opponent. At the end of the damage step, if this card battled, you can target up to two Vijamda cubic seed in your graveyard. Send this to the graveyard. If you do, special summon them. Then you can add a Vulcan Dragni, the cubic king, from your hand, deck to your hand. So... This is one of the level 2 pieces. There's two level 2 monsters with the cubics. This does that a little bit of burn damage. So 800 there. 
and um, also has synergy with the cubic seed skill. So cubic seeds adds three the job the cubic seed to your deck. So this gets them back from the graveyard. Um, but then there's just it mentions the ability to tutor uh, Vulcan. Vulcan Dragney the Cubic King, and this is a card we don't even have, so this card's kind of incomplete. Being a monster that tutors a card that's not in dueling, so that kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Not much to say about this card, it's not very good. It does the 800 burn, though, so that's kind of the only good thing going for it. Blade Garudia the Cubic Beast. We get three of these. Level three Fire Beast zero zero cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned by sending two cubic monsters you control to the graveyard. If summoned this way, this card gains two thousand attack. This card can make a second attack during each battle phase. When this destroys a monster by battle, you can target three Vijam the Cubic Seed in your graveyard. Send this card to the graveyard. Special summon them. Then add a Buster Gundle the Cubic Behemoth from your deck to your hand. This one's pretty. This one's actually decent, though. It's core for the cubic dimensions summon uh, dual skill because this is the only level three monster of all the cubics. So we have some level twos. We have a lot of level fours, but no level three. We're gonna need some kind of bridge. So Blade Garudia seems to fit the bill. Um, doesn't have that burn damage, but it can attack twice a turn and lets you tutor Buster Gundle. So nice card overall. And it has synergy with Dark Garnex as well. Dark Garnex will tutor Blade Garudia. Cubic Karma, three copies of this card. Continuous spell. When this card is activated, you can target one cubic monster you control except for Vijam, the cubic seed. Send any number of Vijam, the cubic seed from your hand or deck to the graveyard. Then that monster gains 800 attack for each, even if this card leaves the field. During your opponent's turn, if Vijam the Cubic Seed is special summoned by the effect of a Cubic Monster, send this card to the graveyard. If you do, have your opponent's attack. I mean, have your opponent's life points. You can banish this card from your graveyard, add one Cubic Monster from your deck to your hand. This is this is actually decent. So this works with the Cubic Seed skill. Um, so, let's see. You're going to have three Cubic Seeds added to your deck. And then this Cubic Karma... You can send them from your hand or your deck. So it's three of them. You can send all three of them. That's 2,400 attack to a cubic monster. And when you use one of those monsters, like Garagile or Late Garudia, they get destroyed. You're going to special summon those cubic seeds back. Your opponent's going to lose half of their life points. That's something. If that burn strategy goes through, you're going to be a few burns away from killing your opponent. So there is something to this card. Cubic Karma, Cubic Seeds, a little bit of burn damage, you might have something. It's a very interesting archetype. It's not competitive, but it's very interesting. The last card we get one copy of is not a Cubic Monster. It's an Evil Swarm. Evil Swarm Capellia, level 6 Dark Machine. 2450-2050 cannot be special summoned. When this card leaves the field because of your opponent's card by battle or card effect, you can target one face of monster your opponent controls. Take control of that target until your next end phase. This has a bit of a theme with the cubic monsters and it has an ability when it leaves the field. 
This is an interesting card, but it's hurt by being a tribute summon requirement. No way to cheat this out. So you could steal an opponent's face-up monster when it's destroyed, banish, sent to the graveyard in any way. Um, I think this one allows banish. Yeah, leaves the field. A battle or card effect. So you can card effect banish this card or something. So you're going to steal your opponent's monster. It's best used to ram into a stronger monster. It has 2450 though, so you're not going to lose a ton of life points from ramming them. Then you could steal their monster and end the game, I guess. Um, It is a dark monster though, so the only place I could think this fitting is some kind of chaos deck. Where they're running um, like a light sworn engine and some dark monsters. And then you have a ramp card like Plague Spreader Zombie, like Glow Bulb. Some kind of card that gets ramped out of the graveyard. Then you can tribute summon one for this guy. But this guy is not... You're not expecting this card to be meta or or in any way. But this is a decent ability. And it's one that only works in a chaos strategy in my opinion. I don't think evil swarms are a standalone archetype. Alright, so those are all of Aigami's cards. Let's get to his... Unique dual skills, which are only four. Cubic Seeds, I just mentioned this skill. At the beginning of the duel, add three of the Jamda Cubic Seeds to your deck. This skill can be only be used if you begin a duel with a deck or extra deck that contains no cards other than Cubic Cards. So, yeah, what it is. So you have no extra deck, though. So basically, no Synchro Play... Or Xyz play, I guess that's probably the consideration. It's probably more against Xyz because they can they get all those cubic seeds out, and then you could do like a three. I've seen what Vijam the cubic seed is. Hold up. I know it's like uh, old entity Haster, so it's a level one. So if you use the skill, you're gonna have three of these guys out. So, like, if there's an Xyz play where you have three of three level one monsters into a Xyz play or something. But in any case, this card's kind of like old entity Haster. When it battles a monster, you place it in the spell or trap zone, and then you kind of, like, you don't take control of it, but they can't attack and they lose their effects. That's kind of the same thing as Haster. But, um, yeah... This works very well, as I mentioned, with Cubic Karma. Um, any of those monsters that can ramp those cards out. So Dark Garnex, Garagile, Blade Garudia, all those cards work well with Cubic Seeds. Could be one of the best skills for this archetype. Um, you are kind of clogging up your board. Um, you No, you can clog your opponent's board up, but you kind of clog your back row up. Interesting. It's an interesting deck to play. Or fun. Mention summon. Play one level 4 lower cubic monster from your hand. The attack of the monster you played with this skill is equal to its level, original level times 500. If the monster is destroyed, you can lo- you lose life points equal to its original level times 500. The skill can only be used if you begin a duel with an extra deck that contains no monsters other than cubic cards. This can be used once per turn, twice per duel. So, it's like a free special summon on a cubic monster... The attack is going to be its level times 500. So, Buster Gundle, 
is going to be 2000 Indoor Doom Vault 2000. Um, there's another one. I forgot what it was, but uh, Buster Gundam is normally going to be 3000. Indora is going to be 2400, so they're kind of less powerful than they are. Um, but this lets you ramp, basically. You're going to ramp into another cubic place since you do use special summoning. Um, you do lose life points, though, so once it's destroyed, you're going to lose like 2,000 life points. Um, yeah, this is high risk, though, because you could you could use this twice, and then you wind up losing 4,000 life points. So it's, it's a bit of a high-risk maneuver, but um, lets you get into a free ramp play. I guess that's the best thing about this skill. Cubic Dimension Summon. Send one cubic monster you control to the graveyard. Play one cubic monster from your hand that is one level higher than the monster you sent to the graveyard. The attack of the monster you played with this skill is equal to its level times 500. Can be used once per, once per turn, twice per duel. So this skill doesn't have a restriction on on the extra deck, so that's good. But this, this makes you have a chain, because this involves a cubic monster and then one that's a level higher. So you're going to have some 2s, some 3s, and some 4s. 2s, we have uh, Garagile and Dark Garnix. 3s, we only have Blade Garudia. And 4s, we have a few monsters. We have Buster Gundo, we have Endora, Doom Vault. And then the uh, the first one, I forgot what that's called. Um, I don't remember the first cubic monster we ever got. So you kind of ramp into the, not ramp, you move in levels from 2 to 3 to 4. Doesn't seem too useful though, but they do get, um, it does help populate the graveyard. Finally, you don't exist you don't deserve to exist in my world. Choose one monster that is equipped with your opponent's equip card that has at least a thousand attack above its original attack. Send it to another dimension. This can only be used once per duel. So equip spells are rarely used in duel links. The most popular ones are like Evil Eye of Selene, Power of the Guardians. So this, could only, this is probably only useful against Evil Eyes because the monsters do get pretty big. And then they kind of keep their attack... Um, so yeah, this is one skill against Evil Eye, but that deck you rarely even see. It's a deck that can beat you every so often. It's a really good tier 4 deck, but the low prevalence of that deck makes this skill just not worth running. If if Evil Eyes are tier 1, maybe you should run this skill, but we're not there at all. So we're going to talk about Ranked Duels Updated now. We have two new cards from this month. First is a UR ticket. UR tickets kind of suck because you don't get like the full play set right away. But this is a trap card called Battle Teleportation. Activate if you only if you control only one face-up psychic monster. Select that monster. It can attack your opponent directly this turn. At the end of the battle phase, give control of that monster to your opponent. So a huge disadvantage is this is a trap card. You're going to have to plan a turn ahead, hope for no cosmic cyclones or any night beams or anything like that. Or heart of the cards. You get your psychic monster the next turn. This would be decent as an equip spell, normal spell. So you would just like attack directly, right? That would be pretty good. But it's a trap card. In any case, you're giving away your psychic monster after that direct attack. So you want to kill them in that turn. 
And there's a huge limitation of having only one face-up psychic monster. So it's not like it's not like you can attack. Um you can attack and kill them with two monsters. You're gonna need only one psychic monster, so you're gonna have to get your opponent down a little bit in life points so that you can end them with one hit. Overall, this is a pretty bad card. Um is it, this is the type of card that would be dangerous though if it's it was just a spell. You could kind of have like a quick one turn kill psychic monster strategy, but it's not it's not good enough for that, I think. So this is not a very good card at all. Let's look at the next card. It's in the SR slot called Senate Switch. Not a very good card either. This is a continuous spell. Uh, dur- once, once per turn during your main phase, you can move one monster on your side of the field to an adjacent horizontal unoccupied monster card zone. So we're back to the position changing things we saw with the mech knights. Um, it's a lot of setup for your mech knights because they have to be like kind of same column or things like that. Not useful at all. I don't know what else to say. There's those other cards, Rampaging Rhinos, the other cards we got, but not, there's like no use for this card, I don't know, like, position flipping, I have to see if this really, uh, how many cards do actually change monster zones, so, like, if there's an, if there's an archetype that completely works towards this. I guess I guess it's the Mech Knights, but there's nothing. I don't see anything that really comes out. Gooky the Solid Ogre. It's a Link Monster, so we're not going to be at Link Monsters for a bit. Mech Knight Indigo Eclipse. Maybe when we get more Mech Knights, that, that would be something. I'm not seeing anything that really stands out as a real um, thing. Super Viacroid Mobile Base. These are all cards that kind of work towards the moving across the monster zones. Nothing nothing crazy though, so I don't, I don't expect the um, position flipping to be anything useful. Alright, so there, this is a very short episode. Uh, upcoming news, Casey Cup's still going on, so it goes on till the 20th. I expect Stage 2 to begin on Thursday the 17th, so we have a few days to hit to get through Stage 1, get through the hell that is Stage 1. Mission Tour Guide Bingo, that's going on right now. I don't think I have access to Carbonet in yet, though, but we're getting more copies of that card. Mid-September, uh, that should be next week. Duelist Chronicles 5Ds, Fight for the Fortune Cup, New Card Psychic Snail, New Akiza Skill, finally we have an event. Mid-September, Dual Quest, and then late September, Massive Update Incoming, XC's World is finally coming on the 29th. That is it for the Dual Assessment Podcast. Thanks for listening. Again, sorry for being missing in action, uh, but that's the way things are right now. Uh, I will get rejuvenated once. It's probably when this new event comes, This, fr- frankly, this new 5Ds event, but I'm not really feeling this Kyber Cup at all, un- unfortunately. And waiting for XDs to come. That's going to be a theme for September. So that is it. Listen and subscribe to this podcast anywhere. Just search the Duel Assessment. Search Duel Links Podcast. You'll find it. All these notes are on dualassessment.wordpress.com. Uh, I'm not. I don't interact much on Twitter, but I'll try. 
dual underscore assessment. All right. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.